Right, hello to everyone out there. I'm Ben and this is Pete. So we are here for your episode of Health Points where we are a podcast on a journey of learning for ways how to gamify health. So today I have with us Francisco, who is the founder and CEO of Team Sports. Francisco is a software engineer, an avid sportsman, a problem solver, and here to talk to us today about a new way to play through team sports. Francisco, do you want to give us a bit of a background of yourself and team sports? Sure. Um, I started team sports three years ago, um, trying to solve a problem that I saw um, initially only in basketball. I play basketball, hence they have it, sportsmen. Um, um, and, um, but the reality is that we, we, we believe the problem is elsewhere where amateurs um, teams, uh, sportsmen and women um, cannot really track their performance. There are no solutions at the pricing point that applied and, and, and can be used by amateurs the way amateurs play sports. And, um, and so we decided to solve that. Uh, and that in a nutshell is team sports. So we want to make sure everyone is more active and everyone is affordable and there are no any entry barriers to to sports technology, which is what we're building using AI, yeah. Are you replacing technology or coaches or a combination? Not at all, actually. I think actually this is everywhere we look, this is where we see people actually making mistakes. In, uh, and so what we're doing is enabling coaches uh, with a platform, enabling them to have the tools to be able to sign up and be able to say, actually, you know, I've got a team of youth. I don't want them to do, you know, the drills where the virtual elements are too fast because they're youth, they still need to look at the ball while they dribble, etc. So let's simplify or make their exercise or drill simpler because it caters for their needs, their youth team. And here's a semi-pro team which really need to be pushed. So let's have a, a weekly goal of 100 push-ups um, because you know they need that. Obviously, coming out of lockdown, we probably all need that. Um, but But no, so we do not standing between the coach and the players uh, nor are we trying to replace the coach or try to sort of become you know a new coach for the players we are a platform which we enable coaches organizations and academies to come into team sports and leverage our simplification of ai um, to enable them to do what they do best coach want to coach players and players want to get better at their game and this is why team sports exists yeah It'd be great to know a bit about kind of your journey to where you started to how you are now, but also kind of how you're using technology to create that gamification element to get people moving and keeping them active. Sure. I think we're going to have to go back to young me reading, you know, newspaper cuttings of my mum playing basketball. Um, and that's probably where it really all started. I played basketball in Angola, where I'm from, and I was born. I studied in Brazil. I played basketball there. I lived and worked in Portugal and I played basketball there. And I, when I moved to UK, um, I played basketball here and I'm still play here in Hertfordshire. So I think that was already a passion of mine. Professionally, I'm a software engineer. I brought in two passions to solve a problem um, that affected me and affected players. So that's, I guess, the origin story in a nutshell of team sports. Um, the way we are trying to solve this problem started actually by producing a wearable this is an ultra wideband wearable so ultra wideband because we don't want to be dependent on gps's and 4g's and, and 2g's because if you play sports again um, we're building this for amateurs and it needs to fit on how amateurs are played some of those games are played indoors in a school hall um, and you won't have a gps signal there 
and uh, and this works. This can track a player movement a hundred times better than a GPS. So if you move your shoulder side to side, we would detect you know where you are in court at any given time, your speed, acceleration, your elevation, etc. But even there, the economics just didn't work. And we built him sports for anyone, anywhere. So we pivoted completely from hardware. And thankfully, our angel investors really appreciate the fact that we pivoted away from hardware into a software solution only. So today we use AI. So we've got our AI models running on a phone, Android and iOS. And we only use the camera stream, which means that we analyze live on the phone. Gives us a few things. Obviously, it makes it cheaper. We now rely on a cloud, expensive cores running for machine learning. Makes it safer for kids, so no video of you doing an exercise or of my three-year-old you know, running half-naked past when I'm doing an exercise. And you'll get a live feedback, and I mean live, live. So we, every rep, we can advise you on your posture, on your form. We can advise you on picking up the pace or, or whatever it might be because we're analyzing live on your phone right there. So I've seen some of the videos of also kind of I've known about T-Sport for a couple of years now. Both Francisco and I are on the same uh, sports tech accelerator. And it's been great to see the journey as well, but also kind of seeing the videos of Team Sports and also kind of just seeing videos of you like back when it was MVP stage. But what's great is the way you use that computer vision and video analysis to be able to give people real-time feedback about how they're performing, giving them rep scores, comparing to their previous scores. And you seem to have adopted gamification, necessarily kind of planning to, but by default, by having those a way to count people's objectively, you create a gamified um, kind of principle behind what you do. How have you kind of expanded that or explored that further since? Um, so we let's look at how we launched. So we launched only our iOS app in December. Then we launched Android app in February. And then the Manchester Kings University team, two basketball teams came on board and a community team in Manchester also came on board. And with that, we have got, since then, we have had at least 30 to 50 players active. So when I mean active, exercising more than three times a week on our app as part of the exercise plan, either requested or arranged by the coach or just because there are some outliers some people really love the app and just keep doing it with more than 100, 100 sessions a week so individual exercise sessions a week so and um, we are for teams so once you are on our app you are together with your teammate and and the way we've been thinking from the very beginning was sort of you're never on your own so whatever you are your stats are with you Whatever you are, your teammates are with you. And they start tapping into that gamification piece. So let's say, for example, I'm looking an exercise. I want just about to do a push-up exercise. And then I get a little silent notification that says, Pete just done this a push-up exercise. Don't have to do anything. This is quite unlikely. Just saying that. <laughs> it's quite maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so it taps into that sort of gamification because you're there with your teammates already anyway. And in a natural, you know, on in court or during practice, etc., competition just spawns out of, you know, anything so we, we compete to try to you know boost ourselves and push others a long way in, in the journey and enjoy the game so we are bringing that exactly because you you know that on your own anyway right so knowing that someone else has did or just did or that the leaderboard is in place and um and you can see not just your squad but you actually can see them in how many sessions they have done etc that taps into their gamification uh, and, it, and it works and um 
works um, because even before we had the ability to show dashboards and leaderboards, there were players already competing with one another and they were asking the coach to tell them where are they in terms of positioning and they were competing. And this was a coach coming to us and say, you know, we got to be able to enable challenging. So players want to challenge themselves. You finish an exercise. We know that you've done something amazing. Either you beat your own goal, achieve your, your the goal that the coach have set or beat your, your own score or whatever exercise or drill um, or performance level in that week or a month. And at the end, you can say, actually, let me challenge, you know, Ben and Pete because we are on the same. And you get a lovely notification that says Francisco have just, you know, uh, completed his weekly goal and he challenged to do the same. And that is a relatable content. You're not just getting challenged by sort of a random person on the web, which I would just dismiss. And, and at some point that would be an annoying, you know, sort of feature. Those are some of the, the gamification pieces that we've been looking into. Uh, and we naturally, like you said, Ben, um, we sort of, there was no, we were heading towards it, you know, whether we want it or not, it, it was already baked in in how we build the product. Yeah. I, I think there's two really interesting things in what you just said there. One is it's really lovely to see game-like elements happen naturally. And then you build the software and the app to support that. And then you know it's going to work because yeah. it was already being asked for. It's such a nice way around. You don't see it very often. But the bit that I'm intrigued about is one of the things that's often missed in gamification is putting in the team element. It seems harder for people to process, to, to create, to think about it. Did you luck into choosing teams as your main way forwards? Why, why did you not think about individuals? Um... So the company is called Team Sports. So I, I wanted to solve a problem for us as a team, as a basketball team. We were already sharing our stats to Strava running. Anywhere we did outside playing as a team, we were part of a group of our teammates and friends sort of showcasing our performance and what, what else we did beyond and above uh, to stay fit and healthy, etc. But when we play basketball, that wasn't there. So we needed a solution that was for teams. And to my point earlier, we didn't want to become a coach. The coach is is a very much part mm. of why you're part of the team either. And some of the things we sort of experimenting with is sort of the motivations why our users will use our product, our players use our product, our coach use our product, and hopefully become customers at some point, which is you would exercise because either you want to improve your craft and the AI, the interactions, all that the good stuff will help you sort of motivate and stay improving your craft, the ball control, etc. You will exercise because your teammates exercise, the leaderboards and sort of the challenge, etc. Or you will exercise because your coach said so, you know, the goals, the weekly goals, etc. So and everything we're doing is sort of tapping to those three sort of motivation and why you would use our product. Uh, but yes, uh, we wanted to be four teams uh, from the very beginning. Uh, you can download Team Sports app and, and do it you know, and use it individually, but you would not get the full benefit of team sports as an individual. Do you only see the stats of people in your team or is there an option to like almost esports it compared to other teams and members of other teams? Yeah, I. this is something that's been coming up quite a few times. So at the moment, you only see the stats within your team. However, um, there has been, we've been approached by a coach, um, a football league, Pro Futsal, which we know they work with multiple leagues. So they're still the same person working in multiple leagues. And there might be an opportunity as a coach to for, for us to sort of expand into that coach community where you can start understanding how you experiment with improving a player performance in one way in, in a specific team and in the other and to try to understand, you know, 
are there any hypotheses that you made and you know that you can validate that way um and therefore compare multiple teams at the moment if you want team sports either individually you see your own performance if you as a team you see your team performance but you you do not see other teams performance now it's probably for the best otherwise people start poaching the players that are really <laughs> Well, this this is going to be our um, our scouting service, right? When we've got that <laughs> revenue there for scouts to come in and, and and sort of you know understand the universe and pick the, the the best of the best, I guess. Yeah, it's money ball, isn't it? Playing it by the stats. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like, Francisco, it's not about replacing coaches. It's not about re- it's not technology taking over to take people's jobs away. Because I mean, we've seen it through through the pandemic as well, that people are becoming actually frustrated by giving technology solutions that don't involve a human anywhere in it. So actually, I think it's a complete, the completely right approach to say, actually, it's a tool for coaches to use, but still actually to improve their interaction rather than replacing any of the interaction. Yeah. Um, completely agree with that. So in what ways do you make it so that coaches who are running the team through team sports can kind of, is there a way they can gamify for their players? Or have you taken most of that gamify kind of control of it so far internally? Not at all. So um, if we haven't given yet to our coaches, it's just because uh, we have not uh, matured enough our product to give it to our coaches. We want the product that is self-service. I guess uh, what, what I'm saying here is that we sort of are frustrated and, 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 and others have shared their frustration uh, with me, uh, which is solutions that mark themselves for amateurs still require them to give a demo, um, contact us for a demo. Um, we don't think that you know this. This is long gone. Um, there is no need for that. We want our coach to come in, register, sign up, invite the players. Um, the players download the app because they get a lovely mail saying, "Coach Ben just invited you to Team Sports platform. You join in. You can see your teammates are there. You've got the eye, the interaction. You got the stats. You can see what your teammates are doing." And then the coach goes, "Okay, so." Um, what what shall we do now here? So we've got different teams. They can use the standard exercise that are there. No no change needed, and see where how the players are, how they're doing, and then okay, great. So now let me get these players here and set a different goals and customize this exercise, both in terms of the speed, in terms of what it, what is tracking, um, how is tracking, how the, the exercise plays on. For example, so we do have exercises that are limited by time. So you want to do as many reps as you possibly can on a 30 seconds or a minute. And we've got exercises that will only end after you do, let's say, 200 reps. So you need to pace yourself by doing that exercise. So the coach has the ability to change all that and then say, okay, great. So this exercise will be for this group of players, this exercise for this group of players. And whilst the coach is doing that, that will not affect other coaches' experience in a platform. Remember, it's a multi-tenant system. So all customizations that I do are for my players only. They will see relatable content. Could be even me as a coach. I want the push-up to be done slightly different. I want to explain the push-up on on the benefits of the push-up to my players slightly different than the content that Team Sports has there by default. So I'm going to record myself doing push-up and speaking to my players on why we do push-ups in a certain way. I'll upload a video in Team Sports. I apply the AI tracking. I publish and and my players now can see a relatable content on team sports app which of course other players won't see and that is the beauty of team sports all for the coaches so we won't hold back anything
What's really interesting, because it's going to listen to you talk, and I think you're right. I think you stumbled into gamification just by trying to get a really good experience and product for your users. Over that journey, kind of what have you learned about what gamification can mean for creating healthy habits, more active habits and behaviors? I've been looking, we've been looking into gamification features and we enable in this, um, the challenge features and the presence features, sort of that you never feel alone. You feel sort of, you've got a little nudges from, from your teammates. But one thing that I've learned recently was that the reward not, doesn't have necessary to be a badge or how others are doing. Um, so we've been exploring with a live reward. So, um, if you're really, really keen on exercise that ends in a minute, but your, your reps are too fast and you can keep going, you can extend the duration of your exercise by doing it at certain level or sustaining a certain level. Um, we've done a simple experiment with a couple of players and, and they love it. You know, they feel, <laughs> they sort of, you know, the exercise itself push them beyond and above by giving them more time uh, to, to exercise um, because they are performing a certain level. And that's quite interesting because, you know, the perception or in wrongly, possibly my perception on uh, getting to the end of exercise and then you get a reward, you get your stats, you get the comparison with your teammates, sort of, you know, you got the hype and then, okay, so this is what I am to sort of self-motivate myself to do it again. But actually we can bring that live to the exercise and by by saying that if you exercise at, at, at high level and your reps are under a second you can extend the duration of exercise and that actually works and people that are really keen are keen to sort of keep going because it's sort of they're being lively challenged um, by uh, gaining more time doing the exercise yeah it sounds like you're naturally building in um the theory of flow and making the skill-based exercise more and more difficult as people get more skilled at it. It's, of course, it would be supremely engaging. Uh, it's great to see that yeah, yeah, yeah. in this. What has your experience been playing games yourself, Francisco? Kind of what games you enjoy? What do you like about them? Is there a, is there a certain type of game that you find that you gravitate to? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in the PlayStation uh, these days, uh, you know, playing basketball outside. Um, I love Scrabble. Um, love to play Scrabble here with family. Um, so uh, English is not my first language. I, I learned how to speak English since 2004. And, um, and so I like Scrabble because what I don't know in terms of vocabulary, I can compensate with, with strategy. And Scrabble can be quite a strategic game. And so I'm able to beat you know, my family and that feels so good <laughs> <laughs> because I can play in the strategy. So yeah, as the board games go, but uh, obviously basketball for me is, is the sports of choice um, and is what I is my Zen and is my, um, you know, moment of clarity. Um, it is, you know, shoot some hoops uh, in a park and yeah, then the world is, is better afterwards immediately. <laughs> yeah. Which would you say is more important to you then? The team element of basketball or the individual skills that you've just been talking about? Such a, and, and basketball is one of those sports, right? Um, because, you know, if you have got the, the Michael Jordan or the Kobe Bryant effect sort of thing, um, where one team can carry you know the other five, uh, one one player can carry the other four, um, and think is is a, is both. Um, there has been times where you you feel sort of you are you know hot and sort of you you know you can do it all, you can win the game. Um, but I think that what a team game teaches you is sort of 
that are more often than not you actually need to be part of a team and play as a as a team player um and sort of be humble enough and be a cog to you know to to a gameplay whether it's designed by the coach whether because it happened um with the competition itself so that's a good one um i think i would say i'm i'm a bit of a, a i like the underdog sort of anything that is underdog for me sort of uh so um you know it's appealing to me so i think um individual skills really really help um help your self confidence in among the group etc um help yourself measure against the group but when it comes to play that is a lot more than just your individual skills and that is what team team games can teach anyone uh, you know and whether you are playing at 13 14 you sort of need to understand that is a time where you can't even explain you know if it was an individual or a specific skill so you know it is a many variables at play and uh, the team is is the one that really wins the game um not the player but that's a great answer i think it boils down to team but i think you're right around the whole idea especially is when we're, we're children and adolescents kind of growing up this whole thing of games provide a, a level playing field quite like literally and figuratively for people to explore ideas connections test rules test concepts and i think that's what kind of i get excited about in gamification generally because it doesn't when you're playing games in the school field you don't think you're exercising you don't think you're running around you just you're involved in what Pete said you're in that flow mindset you're moving because you want to kind of catch your friend or kind of score that point or get that goal in um and this is what i think the power for gamification and health can be generally what would be great to know is where have you seen really good examples of gamification particularly in kind of creating healthy habits or getting people more active what have you seen on the market or seen on social media or videos what's been exciting for you um i think i mean this is a bit of a cliche um i think um there are lots of examples of gamification and and sort of um people that stand by and sort of you know and and i think when it comes to creating habits um i i i actually think that are other things at play and and the way those things we cannot think um that is only a gamification can can shape a habit because i think habits a lot is a more complex thing you know sustaining a habit maintaining um could be because of your you are doing something that is is shaping your habit in terms of gamification whether is an app whether is a feature but might might also be because you now actually sleeping right on on time you you know take you you having your sleep you are uh, improving your diet um and i think all those things actually um shape a habit more successfully than uh, um a single um change that an individual can do um and this is sometimes where i sort of don't want to stand by solutions that you know a single solution can shape a habit a health habit you know a sustainable habit is is a lot more complex than um than just make one change on one's life um uh, whether is you know you're going to go and exercise you know you didn't exercise you start exercise you're definitely going to see some benefits there uh, but the sustainability of their habit requires more than that piece of gamified or that 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 change in in your in your behavior it, you you need to arrange other cogs to sustain their habit um and so um so what i think i think the answer is i haven't seen you know many solutions out there that are bringing in the nutrition the knowledge 
um, the, the mental health, um, the, the, the sort of the exercise altogether. And, um, and we see in a world where people tend to do simple, simple things, and we've got million apps, one app for, 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 for a task. Um, and, and I think this is where sustaining habits are not maintained by, by just giving, giving one app that will help you improve your um your diet because actually you know it's not just a diet you sort of if you got sedentary habits are you exercising are you sleeping you know are you overstressed for whatever reason so and and effectively is if there was a way for all the apps to talk together from the moment i install my health habit um he's now speaking to to my you know mindfulness app and if he was talking to my you know, diet app and et cetera, et cetera, to have a true picture of what really is going on, um, that would be, that would be fantastic. Uh, maybe um, one more app to add to the ecosystem of things. It's one health app to rule them all, I think you've described. <laughs> um, actually, I agree with you. I've seen it going this way. I'm working with a client that is working with people's health and they literally have a section for mental health, a section for nutrition, a section for physical health a new one for financial well-being exactly. as part of the mental health aspect and because it, it's all holistically interrelated i'm not sure i agree with you though okay i think you can have one app that creates a better habit and i think your app's an example of this in the the feedback it's giving which is a great game mechanic the feedback on the skill or the actual you know the posture how they're doing a particular move yeah that's creating a quality habit so although it's not a new habit to do a particular move it's a new habit to do it better now i i think i also agree with you know you know an app and um, a gamification feature or um, can can shape you know you, you know um, and can can support you on creating new habits um but also we we let's say for example let's think of features sort of and and, and goals so um you know, me being able to challenge my teammates or my coach being able to set goals to me, you know, creates that gamification that pushed for me to, to do the exercise, but can I have a reverse effect on my behavior? Um, and, and so I think that is always, we need to look at it as an opportunity for a promote habit, but also recognize when that doesn't, and then understand, so what else does? Is your financial health that does? Is your diet that does and and so on and 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 hence i'm more inclined to think of that is an opportunity for a coach start thinking about and thinking about we we keep when we pitched when we talk to our coaches we 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 say having meaningful conversations you have a platform that will enable you to have meaningful conversations right so it's not about why you haven't done the goal it's sort of about what else is going on pete you know you know, I can see you've done, you know, last week, there's something else going on. It's like, I've not been sleeping. So now you, you've got the opportunity to have a meaningful conversation instead of thinking, you know, why is this not working? You know, it should have been working, you know, Pete, you're not pulling the weight. Um, I like that a lot because another use of gamification is to generate data, yeah, to motivate people to do that. And then what you're doing there is identifying patterns in the data that enable you to have that meaningful conversation. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that in a human resources space and it makes people's jobs more interesting. It's not just like, for instance, counting absenteeism hours. It's spotting changes yeah. and thinking, oh, this, there's something happening. When you've got an opportunity to maybe nip something in the bud to improve someone's life. Yeah, that's, that's what empathy is like, right? So it's sort of, you know, you start having that meaningful conversation. You, you sort of, you know, not only thinking, why is this not working? It should have been working. It's actually, you know, 
what else is going on that we're not looking at because the data shows you know that is a, a behavior that is not setting in or um, a habit that's just not 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 that at all so yeah i think what you've gone through there is kind of <laughs> what a lot of apps do and a lot of technology does is focusing on that practical kind of solution um like you've done more squats um you've run five miles further whatever it is but what you're doing now is figuring out not just how you offer that practical support, but that emotional support too, which is such a such an empty part usually within technology. It's the big gap that normally exists. And so whether it's your HR example, Pete, or what you're saying, yeah. Francisco, in that coaches can have better, meaningful conversation, hopefully be trained to understand empathy a bit more and see where data can inform where there should be those empathetic, meaningful conversations. Yeah. And again, that shouldn't reinforce the habit better because kind of they now feel that the more connected their coach the technology is working great i keep using this app supportive community people through team sports i'll keep using it i'll keep going where you work within team sports and kind of amateur semi-professional professional teams the, the ambition for your journey do you think similar things could be adopted by jack who is 56 20 a day smoker doesn't move from the sofa do you think these concepts and ideas can be applied for that to that really sedentary multiple long-term health condition population too yeah, uh, the answer is yes whilst we were developing last year our app um one of our developers Zenko, was a former uh, tennis wheelchair tennis player um obviously locked down in a flat um, and he loved it using our app. He didn't need to leave the flat and he could do all the reps and, and simulate all the, the tennis movements um, whilst using the virtual elements as sort of a tap or a swing to the ball. So um, so I, th I think, yes, I think the opportunity is, I think there are a few things here that we sort of um, need to be mindful of is sort of, um, is there bias in terms of models to be able to um, have a model that doesn't make assumptions whether of anyone's mobility or, or body shape or, or physical condition or whatever it might be. And we train our models and we test excessively to try to you know, expose some of those biases. And our model works with a three-year-old onwards and works even if you are in a wheelchair. So if your legs are not working, the models still work. Now, so that is the aspect that we need to consider. We do consider in terms of, you know, how broadly can we apply our technology? Um, um, so far, we can apply broadly. We had conversations with London Sports, which are very interested in the fact that there is uh, communities out there that don't even think sports is for them, you know, the way we, we consume and see sports. They just don't. Everyone has a phone. Um, so that is, you know, that sort of the entry to barriers or, you know, have even to leave your place. You can do it at home, you can do it in your room uh, and so on. So, so the answer is yes, I think, um, but the technology needs to be built so that um, you really understand that world. Um, and this is one of the things that we built in sports agnostically, for example, even of sports. So our exercise can be done by a football player. Um, with you know mimicking sort of a, a football ball control with your feet um and we know we're not using your hands so it's you know we the targets are slightly below the virtual elements are slightly below so you can use with your feet so but that opportunity is is huge right because you 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 can deploy technology to communities that don't even think sports is for them um at least the way we generally perceive sports which is obviously the televised uh which accounts for a very small a minority of of sports played right in the world so my final question is 
what do you think the future role of gamification is for health and habits generally? I know you've kind of dismissed that some of it is not the, it's not the grand solution for everything. I agree. I do agree with you that I think one of the biggest barriers to someone is actually kind of being told they fail. I think at one element of health. And so there's an app. They don't achieve their 10,000 steps a day. They keep seeing that negativity. The goal doesn't adapt to them and therefore they keep failing and like motivation's gone. They're never going to be an active person. That's one of the problems with technology is actually people can be pigeonholed as failures, whereas we need to create achievable goals and I don't think that exists in every way yet. But from what you've seen, what you've learned, where do you think the role of gamification and health could be in the coming years? Um, I think um, is what Pete said. Gamification needs to be applied um, so that we promote humans that understand the context the way machines can now understand the context i think any execution of gamification where the solution itself is sort of the do and, and and done all and sort of tells you when you're wrong and when you're right um with absolutely no context and we know the human context is very complex uh, you know and it gets complex as you go around the world and our apps go around the world, right? So I get apps being downloaded in Japan. You know, I have no idea would I ever been able to translate my app to Japanese, right? I don't even know, you know, what those users are, are thinking at, at, when they're using our, our exercise. What are their motivations, etc. So I need to be very, I think the future is exactly that. It's sort of, I think gamification can be healthy, can promote competition, can, can promote habits, um, but it needs to be able to generate data where humans can understand the context in where their data was generated and how we're going to um, analyze and then act upon that, that data. Um, otherwise, I think um, sort of these, you know, pure AI making decisions uh, on, on, on loans and in, in financial systems, as we know, on more recent, well, more, not more recently, but, um, you know, the, the Royal Mail and the bugs, we can see how a system can really um, impact a human a human life if sort of that system is considered sort of the the final decision maker in whether it is a gamification and that says you know you actually need to do more your posture is not right but what is that context sort of if I, i've got a spinal injury and therefore my posture would never going to be right uh so uh so we, we need so i think that is the future is where you know the solutions will Purdue the ones that never sort of exclude the human context um, from 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 what's happened to give to give the context to, to what's happening. Yeah, that's that for me is the future really. I really like that. That seems like a really nice future for gamification yeah. with yeah, yeah, the yeah. human context in it too. Yeah, it has to. I mean, human human societies are very very complex, and they and they change and they evolve and they. Uh, you know the habits and the way you're thinking, and you know, and your your language impacts a lot of how you make assumptions around the world around you, and um, and you know it's so easy to deploy something. You know, it's that is around the world, but actually, uh, it might have severe unintended consequences um, mm. in in people's lives if if we don't give the opportunity for a human to say, hold on, in this context, you know, this is what we should be should be doing, not that. Um, yeah. Francisco, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you and learning more about your journey, team sports, you. uh, your view of gamification and the role of it in health. Um, well, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Francisco. Yeah.